summer, we're going to be doing something a little bit different at New Life Community. As you know, I'm going to be on sabbatical, and so in my place, I've invited a number of special guests and friends of New Life to share what they're hearing from God. The summer series is called Speak, Lord, Your Servant is Listening, and I'm looking forward to all that God's going to do as we listen and engage together. I'm not supposed to be here. This is a hologram. I could not help but be here because of who is speaking this morning. Um, you know, I have lots of heroes of the faith, you know, who have been through many centuries, but this young lady sitting over here, Silk, is one of my modern day heroes. Back, you don't even know why. Back several years ago, it would have been 2015, a group of us went to Thailand from New Life, and, um, and we got to, to just be a team of prayer warriors, uh, coming alongside uh, Silk and Chris as they ministered there and were building team. And we were walking <clears throat> through the streets of Thailand, Bangkok specifically, and I don't even know if you remember this, Silk. We're walking, and um, she's just talking and showing us things about the city. And we kind of walked by this lady that was laying over on our right. I can still picture it like it was yesterday. I actually was speaking at a retreat a week ago and shared some of this story because I was talking about prayer. And, um, and we stopped, and we went back to her. And uh, I'm not going to tell it all, but... Basically, Silk, Silk got right down, you got right down with her in just the most beautifully humble way and spoke with her and listened to her. And in those preceding moments, we witnessed just an amazing miracle, just a beautiful God met her. He touched her physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it was a moment where, again, um, just a new and fresh realization that God uses the humble, he uses the willing, he uses the one who is listening. And, um, and that's one of the main reasons why Silk is one of my heroes, because I witnessed that day a woman who is humble, courageous, fiery courageous, and bold. And, um, and so this summer when um, I wasn't going to be here and, and, and just asked the Spirit uh, and found out Silk was going to be home, I said, we've, we've got to have her come and share her heart with us as a church family um, because I just believe that the Spirit has something for us today. And so be listening because it may not even be the primary focus of what she's bringing, it may be something else that the Holy Spirit is already doing in you that he wants to continue to kindle. And so ears open, heart wide open, silk come. I want to pray over you and for you. <laughs> Father God, I just am so encouraged and blessed. Father, you, um, God, you have done great things and are continuing to do great things around our world. And we thank you for our partnership 
uh, with Silk through Brethren in Christ World Missions. More so, Father, we thank you for her being one of our sisters who is walking boldly, courageously, wanting to know you more, follow you more. And this morning, Holy Spirit, would you speak? Um, as Silk has been listening, her, she is your servant, listening to what you want to share this morning. God, would you um, bring it in a way, God, that we, each one of us here this morning can hear it. And then help us, God, to be obedient. Help us to take the next right step. To be courageous enough to trust you. To believe, God, for more. Bless her, Father. Come, Holy Spirit, in even greater measure now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ryan and the beautiful wife, Marlene. And thank you for everyone. I'm so uh, honored to be here. And thank you. I just sense that why you worship is such a wonderful frame of fire from heaven coming down on you. And the Holy Spirit guide you to worship Him in a beautiful way because it's not just only the meaning of the message or the voice, but it's really from the heart. And I felt that God's really pleased with every single one. And also the person online, I know that you worship there. And I send greeting to you in Thai. Sawadika. Yeah, uh, first of all, I just want to, could you show the, yes. Uh, the thing that I do right now is to do the house church planting in uh, Isan regions. And Isan regions is in Thailand. Just want to show you a tiny little brew things in Southeast Asia. <laughs> Combined with 11 countries and Thailand is in the middle of it. So um, my country have 70 million people there. And... Uh, Mostly, more than 90% of them, they are Buddhist. So that means we see for almost 200 years, the good news from the missionaries, especially from America, come to my country. And for 200 years, we see just only 0.7% of the population who call themselves a believers. So you can see that with that small majority number of people with a massive years, that means there's something in this place that the demons occupied. People say that when you worship anything, you give power and authority to that, that thing that you worship. It could be the spirit, it could be anything, but that will occupy your life, it could occupy your family and your country. But we are now worship Jesus. And once people worship Jesus as much as, like in this nation, I do, I kind of like asking my friends about the test, a statistic here, it used to be 90%, right now it's about 70 to 80%. So that's it is reclining, but it's such a great hope in here because you worship Jesus, and once you worship him, you open the door for these nations and people in this place to come to him more easy. So thank you for coming and worship him together today. 
this is so great. And I agree that this is like a part of heaven on earth because you have many national, and now I'm a part of it like Thai, mixed with the American and Hispanic. <laughs> okay. Yay! So, uh, this, uh, like, uh, you're going to see, that is the Isan people that I work with. We have about seven, uh, 20 million who speak another dialect from normal Thai. We call Isan language. So I grew up in Bangkok, a modern city, that Pastor Ryan mentioned about. But then I just want to tell you a little story about how I come to know Jesus and why he chose me to work in this group of people that I never knew of. And especially this group of people, even there are 20 million, which is the most, but they are the poorest, the uneducated, and mainly they're just uh, rice farmers. So uh, not really uh, anything that people will think of or interesting to go there. Um, even just like talk about Jesus with them. So uh, I grew up in a Buddhist family. Uh, I really, in the, when I was young, I really have a rough life because my parents, they're working really hard, so they didn't know how to take care of the kids, so they're sending the kids to the boarding school. And then at that school, I got punished a lot. Even sometimes I just turn my back and talk with my friend because they're asking for a pencil. But then teacher revealed that that is you speaking in the class. So at that time, the teacher could be, like you can hit your kid, your, your student. It's, it's illegal now, praise the Lord. But I got hit the whole time. <laughs> so even sometimes I, I didn't start the, the, to talk or anything, but uh, from kindergarten until uh, the fifth grade, the teacher, after teacher, gonna say, watch out for silk, she's the talkative one. So something like that. So I actually, my heart and everything inside of me, I'm so scared of speaking. So you see me speaking now, it's a miracle. <laughs> because when I spoke, I got hit. Yeah, so. I, at that time, uh, inside of me, I am looking for someone who could help me. I know that my parents loved me the most, but they could not be with me. They give me to that school because it's a very good school that uh, is a, it's going to give you English when you were kindergarten, which really difficult to find one in, in the city at that time. So uh, they give the best, but I didn't, see, I didn't have the experience of the best teacher. So uh, I'm so scared and... Um, then when I, when I grew up a little bit, I think maybe in third or fourth grade, uh, my, my dad, especially, he's worshipped many idols. Uh, Buddhism uh, is like you worship uh, different idols and also Buddha who give you like the law that you have to follow. So uh, he also uh, really interest, interesting of how the life gonna be for the kids when they grow up. So he learned the astrologies and palm leaders, and also like um, uh, consult with uh, like all the famous uh, fortune tellers. He gave a lot of money, and then one day he lights up the kids in front of him uh, during the school break. Like we always be in the boarding school, but the school break we have time with our family. So 
he kind of start from my brother one by one. When it's come to me, I'm the third child. And he said that I am sorry, but I want to tell you that I check uh, the day that you born, the time that you born, and things like that. And also consult with the fortune teller who is famous in Thailand. We give a lot of money to him in order to know what's going to happen in your future. You have to be cautioned about your future because you have a bad luck. Like we believe in reincarnation. Like in the, in, the, in the past life, when I born, I commit sin something. So when I born this life, uh, I have to kind of like pay it back. I have to make in good merit. I have to be good. I have to do good. Uh, according to the Buddha law, in order for next life, I could want a better life and not kind of go back to something that worse. So he, once he said that, he said that uh, you have to be really careful. So it scared me so much. And I start to have questions in my heart that how I could survive uh, and how, I have a, how could I have a good future? Uh, I have no hope. So I just like learned what my father did. I studied all the things that can, that it can give me like hope. And I making merit. I went to temple. I tried to be good. But inside of my heart, I never been satisfied. And I'm so scared of growing up because I gonna, myself gonna be ruined, like what the doctor, like fortune teller said. So then later on, uh, when I come to know Jesus, through the BIC, the BIC people, they sent uh, the missionary to my countries and then they uh, share good news to uh, the one ladies and she became my mentor because she's share Christ to me. So I'm so gra gra grateful for the brother in Christ. And um, then uh, just want to let you know that uh, I'm so scared to tell my parents. Yes, because it's going to be it's something that you betray the family. Uh, so I remember when I was 15, I told my family that I want to come to know Jesus. And then uh, they just gone crazy because they think that I'm brainwashed. And then they just want to like get me out of these religions. And then they just lock me in the storeroom, no food, no drink. And then they said that we're gonna let you out one day and then we're gonna ask you this question, Jesus or us. So I have to choose. And at that time, I'm so scared because I love to live with my family. Once I get out of that boarding school, my family become my idols. I don't wanna leave them. So I, I said, Jesus, I'm so sorry, but I, want, I choose my family. But then the love of God kind of like still follow me. Like they have the song that the goodness of God run after me, right? Then after you too. So um, when I study in the third year in the university, uh, B, the lady who's uh, mentored by the BIC missionary come to my university and share Christ to me. And actually she's kind of like invite me to join the English camp. And at that time, I really like to go to uh, like, have English, I uh, have foreign friend and have an opportunity to learn English. But it's turned out to be the Jesus camp. So everything is about Jesus in English and in Thai, speak in between. <laughs> and then that night they uh, show the Jesus film and it's the first time that I see Jesus, like the whole story and it makes sense. It's kind of, I heard about him before but it's not really anything with me. So that night I could not go to sleep. I just pondering about the pictures that I have seen. The next day, 
I remember what happened to me when I was uh, 15. At that time, I'm 19, and I kind of like, I'm still scared. I want to receive Jesus, but I, I cannot betray my family. I don't want to choose between Jesus and my parents or my sibling anymore. But the voice of God come to me the very first time. Before I step in to the bus in order to go back to Bangkok and have the life without Jesus, I heard a voice saying to me that, receive me now or you will have no chance. And it scared me. I stepped out and I said, is this the voice of God? Jesus, if you real, I gonna just ask one person in front of me if I gonna grab any Christians in this retreat, English, English camp, I gonna ask them many questions that I wanna know that why, if you are God, why this bad thing happened? Why you not stop? If you have power, you, you kind of, every question that people could think of. So uh, I ran to this lady, and then she answered every single question. And I said, God, I have no excuse to not deceive you. But I pray, and I bow down before I get into the bus, but I say, God, I'm so scared to tell my parents. And you know what? I keep secret. Anytime when I'm in my house and in most of the Thai people house, we have idols, uh, we have the spirit uh, house, we have like the room for worshiping and we have to put incense and some water every morning and every night. And I, I have one particular altar that I have to go to. We take responsibilities. My sibling go up there, I take this one, something like that. And I'm so scared. And anytime I bow down to that idol, I say, I worship you, Jesus. Please forgive me, but I cannot tell my parents. Later on, the church people encouraging me and say that, why don't you tell your parents? Because we're going to pray for you. I keep secret for almost eight months. And then one day, I felt this is the day. So uh, before I, I say that, I'm I gonna, I gonna ask my dad. I picked that day because my dad has to leave the house that night, uh, that really early morning around 4 or 5 a.m. to catch the plane to his business to another country. So I said, okay, it's gonna be quick, it's gonna be fast. And then I woke up, the whole night could not sleep. And then I prayed, God, I'm gonna go now. Jesus told me, go to my brother. And my brother, I have. Uh, three brothers, and one of him, and one of them, his name is Hank. Go to Hank and tell him first before your dad. So I told him, and then his, his eyes wide open. He said, you know what? I'm a believer also. He received Jesus in another university. Some people share Christ to him, and he sneaking, <laughs> sneak, go to church every Sunday like me and say that, I'm going shopping, I go studies, and <laughs> things like that. So this time, my heart is so full. I have so much joy. And I say, Hank, let's go to dad and tell him that we are believers. So that we're scary, and then we really want to honor him. So we crawl uh, on our knees, and then we say, Father, we love you, but we choose Jesus. He's really mad, and it's 
we think that we might get punished or something like that. But then he has to catch the fight and he said, okay, just only two of you and no more. Promise me two things. One, you will not go crazy. Second, you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be normal like people. You're gonna have a successful life. You're gonna work and you kind of like something like that. And then he said, now just two of you, no more, no more. And then he left. <laughs> so, you know, when you hear the voice of God, it's really, it's really critical that the heart should be ready to obey because he's going to call you to something that is really, it's like the unknown, like the songs that we are singing. So how I, come, how I become like the, um, a missionary, like after, after I graduate from the school, God bless me so much, I get into the, one of the famous... Um, um, company is called Oracle. If you uh, anything with the uh, database or the IT person, you know that this company is really big. So my family can see that I'm kind of like really step up into the high salary, like higher than my friends and anything. So I feel good because I could give, bring home the bacon. I give the money back to my parents and it's such a great honor. We have fun and they know that God is good for me. But um, then one day, after like three years of working there, one time I read the Bible, and Jesus speaks so clearly, the Holy Spirit uh, speaks clearly to me when Peter and John uh, followed Jesus, and then Jesus said, follow me, and immediately they left, and then they just like say bye-bye to their parents and then follow Jesus. And I cry because I know that that is my call. He kind of, he tried to talk to you in, right? It could be something else. It could be the sermon that you listen and so many things. But then once it hit you so hard and you cannot deny, I would say that it's going to be a great wisdom if you follow and you work and you just follow him right then because life is more beautiful when you get into the track that Jesus said that I have a plan for you a plan for hope a plan for successful a plan for future that none can give it to you even not about yourself because you born we are we are sinners saved by grace and by grace God gonna help us to accomplished greater than what we could think of. So um, God spent two years of talking to me since like the third year in the company and then I kind of like uh, until fifth year then I say okay it's time. So to say goodbye to the family is really difficult another way but coming here to Ubon Rashatani, could you go to the next? Yes. Uh, during the uh, like a little bit before COVID we, we kind of like really go out to the villages that God bring us the relationship or sometimes we just heard a voice, this particular village, so we go visit, something like that. And mainly we visit house by house and pray for people if we get the word of knowledge of somebody sick. So we call them out, are you, are you sick? Are you having this and that problems? And Jesus always show up and once we lay hands and that people get sick, uh, no, who gets sick, gets healed, and gets saved. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we are so grateful for the Thai radio uh, pro uh, program that we uh, partnership with the Thai. So we produce a lot of Isan uh, 
resources like all the media and radio things. So this is the six particular villages that they have some people called us. So uh, during the COVID time, like uh, it's locked down village by village if they have anything happen. So uh, once they listen to the good news, uh, they called us, so this is a good way because it's, they open the door, they welcome us, we no need to kind of like uh, try to find, but Jesus find them and then they call us. So the, pers the first person is the monk, you know, he is like amazing, he listened to the radio, we have the on air for two, twice, two times a day, and he called us, and we're visiting him, and he loved, he wanted to go to church, but we tried to connect him with the local church there, but it's not uh, really have any church there, and his, his temple is really far from us, so about a couple months, we're visiting him, and the nice thing is, he's, he loved having the Bible or any book about Jesus, so he's going to share with uh, his uh, people who come and ask them to, to, to read it for him. So please pray for him that one day he is going to be the one who God used to bring many people to Jesus. Who knows? The next person, he is a tuk-tuk diver. He is so faithful. After listening to the radio, radio program for about a year, he called and then uh, his wife come to Jesus and then his 99 years old mother-in-law come to Jesus and uh, this past uh, June, uh, May, June. Uh, another ladies who they reach out to the village come to Jesus. So now we have the house church regularly in their home. Next person, uh, this is, um, we call the church under the mango tree. Uh, like once one guy who's really sick uh, called us, and once we visit and we pray for him, he get better. So like the neighbors around that come surrounding us, and it's a good time for us to share the good news. But then once the COVID, the COVID came, then um, one by one start to uh, not follow Jesus. We try to call them, but it's really difficult to follow up. The thing is, they have such a great uh, perf uh, persecution in this place. Uh, some place will be a lot, some place might not, but this place, one by one, they, the community will shun them. That means they will excommunicate with them, and then uh, letter by letter, they start to say, oh, sorry, they give us back the Bible, and then say, sorry, I could not follow Jesus, it's too hard. So, actually, this happened all over the country. They not kill you like... Uh, like some other religions, but they kind of like persecute you in the way that you, you have to live by your own. And it's difficult, especially for uh, the community that they know each other, that you have to buy food to them and something like that, right? So, but God keep doing uh, good things. Uh, we have another family, the next one. This is a sister, and this is the first time that some people call and say that, we want a Bible. Can you give us Bible? We want to learn more about Jesus. So after she got the Bible, and then she kind of read it, like in a couple months, she finished um, the New Testament, and now she's go to the second round, which is really fun to see that. And then later on, uh, we visit, and her brother come to Jesus also. Yes, the next one is the same way. Can you give us Bible? But not just only give Bibles, she's received Jesus, and we try to reach out to the neighborhood. 
right now. The, okay, so the last. Okay, so uh, as I told you before, that is it's difficult to see uh, people who gonna come to be the leader in the village. So we really intentionally try to bring them to lead. Even they always say, no, I cannot. We, we kind of really uh, want them to, to be, we want to see the leader in every village and let them uh, kind of grow and reach out to their people. So it takes time a lot. Now we have a group of uh, eight people. We have one youth. We didn't call them the leader yet, it's the emerging. So the way that we train them, we train to, uh, during the COVID time for two, for two years, is online. Would you go to the next one? The next slide, please. Okay, so everything is online, and then just recently when, uh, when the COVID is getting better, we have the first time face-to-face, -face. and we want to show you the next video that is telling about how you're going to see the house church export in the way that we see many nations in the world. This is 10 elements, and we teach them this. Could you, yeah, click the... Size and wonders, <laughs> and the church movement is uh, the thing that our heart really want to see. If you could think of anything that you will pray for us, we want to see the Holy Spirit bring up the church planting movement that is going to go on and on and on. And uh, yes, we uh, anytime, like every uh, once in every two months, we gather. Uh, all the small churches in the villages come into one location and then uh, for them to know each other, to celebrate and learn what God is doing in their life. And it's going to be the time that we worship together both in Isan and in Thai because Isan in the city, they tend to be more like this. They want to worship in Thai more than their own language. But then they still speak in their own language. So once we gather together, we always do the baptism. And this past May and June, we have five baptisms that we I'm so proud. So once you listen to the voice of God, you're going to go to the place unknown. But the things that you follow him, the reward is great because it's great to eternity. And nothing could compare with that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So uh, when, when we start to have youth, it's difficult for us to kind of like uh, really challenging them because your parents nowadays, you know that uh, they have so many things that distract them out of the way of God. But um, one thing that I love the most in Proverbs 22, 6, could we read it together? Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. 
and the values they learn from you will be with them. I love this because sometimes we not see, but we can cling on the promise of God that they will come to Jesus. Lord, so I just sense that I'm going to just want to pray and declare that if you find your kids out of the track of life, in the name of Jesus, we call them home. We call them back. And we cast out anything, anything that try to kill or steal or destroy their life is, is underneath of the feet of Jesus now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So many times people say that if you have kids, you have future. If the, the kids or the youth is the, is, the, is the hope of the future, is your future. But then today I just want to challenge you a new way that uh, youth are leaders of today. Yes, um, to grow the church, you might see that we have a lot of old people and kids. Because in the villages, people who are kind of like the parents, they leave the kids and then they go out in the city to find a better job instead of just only kind of taking care of the field. So they have just only these two generations. We have to wait until the kids come up to the youth. And then when they come to the youth, we, we, we find that we have to bring them to serve the Lord with us everywhere we go, in any measure that we could do, because we want them to have a long life of knowing God and serving Him, right? So uh, the first thing that is the easiest way is by the music, because they have the tendency of loving it. And we are so grateful that they have uh, people who see this and then they give the donation for our youth to play music. So I'm going to show you a video from the first time in January that the kids start to play the music uh, from what they learn from school or from their friends or their teacher. I really want you to be the teacher now. <laughs> we have to wait and wait. And the next one is, a, is the last, the recent one. Could you? Yeah, so <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting better, right? <laughs> so we are so grateful that uh, we find a way to kind of train them. And the next one, we intentionally, anyone who attend our church, especially in the city because they are more educated, so we're going to have about two or three months, and the first column would be like, you're going to lead a Bible this week. So everyone take turn to lead Bibles from what they read before. Uh, and then ex and then kind of share with the church. And the second one is the leader of the worship. And the last one is we pray before church start one hour. So even the 10 years old, 
she is, uh, she is, her name is in that <laughs> too. So she lead us uh, to pray. And um, next one is we serve together. And I just want to end with uh, my, uh, a little bit about my family. So uh, this is the verse that when I first come to Jesus, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will save you and your household. It take about 13 years like uh, that I start to see one by one of my families. Now, um, three of my siblings, myself and my mom, uh, we, are, we, we, we are the believers. And then the three of us, like uh, my dad and two of my older brother and sister. Uh, my dad received Jesus a couple times, but we didn't really see his walk with him yet. Uh, the nice thing about my two old, uh, my two older siblings, they start to experience God, and once anything happens, they start to learn to pray, and once they pray, we say that, see Jesus answer your prayer, so I believe that we're going to, I'm going to see the whole family come to Jesus, and yes, so yeah, and also my uh, sister-in-law and, um, and uh, three kids, that we really want to see them uh, to the kingdom of God also. So um, just want to end with this story. Uh, when I first come here, I came here, I attend the General Assembly, and we have to catch the flight uh, to Kansas. And on the plane, I saw a young man reading his Bible, and my heart just, wow, he read Bible. And then uh, once I get off the plane, waiting for another, an, another plane, I walk along uh, to the gate, and then they have one steward, uh, the how's it, air hostess. She's watching the chosen movie, like because she sat in the back. So when you walk past, you can see her screen. And then I said, "Wow, something." So <laughs> when I when I sat um, close to the gate, they have a family behind me, and the kids kind of play really loud. And I just want to turn and see, right? Whoa, they're having a good time. And then my, my eyes were drawn to the mom, their mom's shoulder, and it's the world map. And then they have the words there is, sign, hold on, I cannot remember well. <laughs> sign, sign, in the book of 86, 9, I guess. 86, 9, I guess. Okay. That's right, if I watch this. <laughs> uh, Psalm 86, 9 said, All the nations you have met will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. So this is his, his heart, our Father's hearts. That's why he sent Jesus to us and giving us the Holy Spirit because he wants us to be the carrier of the message of the good news of heaven in order to see many people all over the world come and worship him. So I, I, I just want to bless every single one of you to hear the voice of God because you are so unique and the calling of God upon you is great. And you, you might call to the nations or you might call to serve here or uh, like your neighbor, but no one could do that unless you hear the voice of God and response and you're gonna see great joy and great harvest of the heart of obedience and one day we're gonna see because the three person that I have seen 
on the plane, like on the trip. I know I might forget their face, but one day I, I will see them in heaven, right? Be, yeah, and we are such a great family, and God loving us, and He really, he, he, I just want to bless you. You have a beautiful nation. You have the song that says that God bless America. Mm, somebody could sing or anything, but it's really a good song. It's just like, through the valley, to the mountain, and all the blessing of God for the whole people here. And one day we're going to hear that song kind of like singing all over every nation, right? And yeah, I just wanted to tell you that take heart. You might see like something attack your country. You might see the, uh, the numbers of people who follow Jesus kind of like uh, going down a bit. But take heart, you have such a great warrior of people here, here in this church and the, every single one who follow jesus you gonna be the one who be the salt and the light to your country you know because god care about america anything that happened in america affect the whole world every law everything everything you like we like it too so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just like show up and, and, and shine for Jesus, and not try, not try, but shine. <laughs> so, yeah, we, 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 yeah and, and then you're going to see more and more people come and worship him. So, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me talking to you. And if you want to know more of anything, I just... Uh, uh, I, I just want to, uh, like, if you want me to pray for anything, uh, please let me know. Uh, I just said that they have two persons that God's going to heal you. One, you have issue with the left side of the eyes. I don't know who is that, but I pray that you're going to be healed right now in Jesus' name. And the second one, you have something with your ears that you cannot hear or ringing or something like that. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, be healed. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. I want to encourage you to head to newlifecommunity.us and click on the Connect tab for all of your next steps. I'd also love to encourage you to share with us any of the ways that we can be praying on that Connect card as well. Until next time, take care, everyone.